It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. It's your hosts, Ed Oliver and Deolante Dales. The Wizards get the dub over the Orlando Magic, winning three out of the last four. Kristaps Porzingis put on a show with 35 points. And Tomas Sadoransky had a double-double with just rebounds and assists and no points. We're going to talk about it, and we're going to get to our final four predictions of this weekend and also how the young guys played Corey Kisper, Rui, and Denny. Let's get to it. You are locked on Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making a lot of Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right. So, where do you see the Wizards took this game over and won? And uh, what were your thoughts about Christophe Porzingis' performance and Tomas's double double? The Wizards really, you know, that second half, that third quarter, they came out strong. Fourth quarter, they kind of just finished it off. You know, magic. They rested guys. Wendell Carter didn't play. Terrence Rawls only played 11 minutes, and he's a known Wizards killer. So, I mean, the the Magic were looking to better their lottery odds, and the Wizards took advantage of it, as they should have. Now, the Wizards could have been eliminated from playing contention. Um, If the Hawks won, which is looking like they would because they're dominating the Thunder right now, and if the Wizards lost. But they keep playing hope alive for the time being. By handling the magic, like I said, that second half was big. And poor Zingas. I mean, we both said at the end of the last episode that we felt like it was going to be a big KP game. I said I wouldn't be surprised if he shot the free throw, shot 12 to 13 free throw attempts, and he shot 13 free throw attempts. So it's not surprising that he dominated 35 points plus 23, 11 for 18, only missed seven shots, only missed three three pointers out of six, and only missed three free throws. And to add eight rebounds and three assists to that with two blocks. It was a dominating performance. And the Wizards have a center, man, an elite center. And I love it. You know, him being able to continuously get to the free throw line is lovely to see, man. I'm loving seeing him 11 free throw attempts, 12 free throw attempts, because it shows that he's being involved within the offense and the opposition can't really do anything with him like the Magic couldn't tonight. Definitely, yeah, like we talked about um, last night, where the matchup Mo Bamba and uh, Robin Lopez, Admiral Schofield, those guys are just too small. And Porzingis was able to just turn around, knock down the turnaround jumper. He was actually opposing his will too, posting up hard and, and uh, running the floor and posting up hard. And Tomas was looking for him. Tomas having mm-hmm. 10 rebounds and 10 assists. Tomas wasn't looking for his own shot at all, mm-hmm. but that's kind of just what the Wizards need right now. They, he's kind of playing that Rondo role where he's just setting guys up, 
get Porzingis. You know, they, they went zone one time. Porzingis knocked down a three. Uh, a couple times he got the ball in the high post. He got the ball in the deep post. Um, he just did whatever he felt like doing. And I like how you brought up the free throws, too. He got to the line. They tried to double him here and there. He would turn around. And he just knows how to draw fouls and create contact with guys. Um, that's why I'm just really I'm, – I'm starting to get more optimistic about next season, seeing him, Bradley Bill, and um, Kuzma play together because Porzingis bring he's a, he's just a, he's another offensive option where you can give him the ball and get out of the way and let him score. So he definitely gives us a, a, a number one, another either a number one or a number two option on offense. So um, very happy to see him. Thirty very efficient, and this was a bounce back game from the Bulls game because he didn't play well against the Bulls. You know, Vucevic got the better of him. I thought he came out there with a mindset to dominate tonight. Eleven, like you said, eleven for eighteen, ten for thirteen, eight boards. Um, he had a couple blocks too. He had two blocks. He had one nasty block on. I forgot who he blocked in the first half, but he almost blocked it with his elbow. Um, and then Tomas, um, ten rebounds, thirteen assists, plus seventeen tonight. Um, zero points when he shot the ball twice. Um, but yeah, I love what I saw from those two, and they definitely had a good two man game. Yeah, Gafford. I mean, he had a great game as well. Um, looking at his stat line, he was six for seven, five for six from the free throw line, seven rebounds and 17 points with three blocks. Mm-hmm. He said him and Ish Smith, they really have it going on at times, you mm-hmm. know, with their pick and roll game. They they really have that chemistry on lock. You know, we mm-hmm. seen it at times with Gafford and Dinwiddie here and there. But I mean, I feel like since Ish has been here, it's kind of gone to the next level. So it was good to see both bigs taking advantage of a smaller front court with the Orlando Magic. And like you say, I, I like that you brought up the Chicago game. KCP, I mean, KP had a bounce back game because he did, you know, Vooch did kind of get the better of him in that game. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see him bounce back in a big, big way, efficiently, and just a dominating performance. And I brought up KCP by accident, but we'll talk about him a little later when we talk about a few more players, but he had a great game as well. He really did. He did. Yeah, what was your main takeaway from the game? I see, you know, guys had, you know, it's 35 assists tonight. So what was your main takeaway from the game? They made the magic work, you know, um, 41% from the field, 33% from the three. Those are the kind of percentages you want to have the magic take, you know, have the magic have. You want those lower field goal percentages. They had 11 turnovers tonight, less than the Bulls game. You know, you, you want to get them down the single digits in those turnovers. But I said keys of the game, make the magic work for shots. Don't give them fast break, leak outs off of, you know, 15 turnovers, 16 turnovers. Make the magic work, and you should be able to win this game. And they made the magic work on defense. They held them to some contested shots, and they eventually took off. And that's as simple as that. The magic guard team that's looking to get Payalo or Chet, et cetera, they're in that business. So. You know, if you put them down early, they'll stay down. I mean, they got some young guys who will play and fight, of course, but their interest is getting that number one spot in the draft. So the Wizards, you know, they they forced their they forced their will on them in the second half and took over. Right. Yeah. They they definitely are looking at the lottery odds. Um. Yeah. They got some scrappy guys. Um. Mo Wagner. We already know how scrappy he is. If, even if he's not shooting the ball well, he's still gonna scrap and get up in your face and try to get a double technical or something like that. Try to get you out of your game. Uh. Franz Wagner. Um. He was scrapping the first half too, getting getting scoring. Um. But you know, it looks like they sat there, guys. They put an Admiral Schofield, another former Wizard, and some other young guys. And you know, Window Window Um Window Carter didn't play. 
Uh, who else? Terrence Ross didn't play and Gary Harrison play. Not taking anything away from the win, but, you know, we just know what the Magic are doing at the moment. Um, but, yeah, looking at the stats, um, the Wizards had – they out-rebounded the Magic 51-42. to 42. Um, They shot 51% from the field, and they had 35 assists, six guys in double figures. So it was everybody eats type of game. And um, they the first quarter was, was not good. They, you know, R.J. Hampton was knocking down threes. They weren't defending the three-point line well in the first quarter. Uh, but in the second quarter, they definitely locked down defensively. I thought Denny had a nice defensive play against Colt Anthony before halftime, and Denny had a nice dunk. And then after there, like, the momentum shifted. And um, they really locked in defensively. And offensively, they got the ball for Zingas and just facilitate, facilitated through him. And um, from there, the Wizards just built on that lead and, you know, ended up winning by 17. So the Wizards did what they were supposed to do. Um, you talk about KCP, we'll talk about him a little bit later. But – uh, we're going to get into who out of the three young guys played. And I got to give props to Ish and Nail Gaffer. We'll talk about the, those two a little bit later as well. Um, but before we do get into how the young guys played well, we got a quick word from NBA Top Shot. This episode is brought to you by NBA Top Shot, the officially licensed NFT of the NBA. Connect with a passionate community of NBA fans across the globe and build your collection with your favorite moments from NBA history. NBA Top Shot is the future of what being an NBA fan looks like. It's part training cards, part stock market, and part fantasy sports with a built-in loyalty program. NBA Top Shot has evolved trading cards and made it easier to buy, sell, and trade by removing the hassle of card grading, trading, shoe boxes, and binders. Their 24-7 peer-to-peer marketplace lets you scroll through all of your favorite players and teams. Once you find the moment you've been looking for, you can buy it in a couple of clicks. Now I hear all the time, why would I buy something that I could watch on YouTube for free? And I tell those people that it's not about watching a highlight. It's about having ownership in the stock market of the NBA's greatest moments. And owning NBA Top Shot moments can get you access to unbiable once-in-a-lifetime experiences. For example, last year, Top Shot flew out a group of fans to Phoenix for Game 5 of the NBA Finals just for having Phoenix Suns moments in their collections. The following week, the Top Shot, the following week, Top Shot flew out a group of fans to New York from the NBA draft, and these collectors got to have dinner with your future first-round picks with four future first-round picks the night before they were drafted and played basketball with New York Knicks, Obi Toppin. If you sign up today for Top Shot today, the best way to start is getting yourself a starter pack. You can pull a moment of, of a superstar like LeBron or KD or star rookies like Cade Cunningham or Evan Mobley for $9. Head over to Locked On NBA, LockedOn.NBA, TopShot.com to start building your collection today. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen. For next, listen to check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available where you get podcasts. All right, so let's get to the three young guys, and then we'll talk about some um, lottery odds and, of course, uh, playing odds if anybody's still in some way invested about that. But um, out of the three young guys, who impressed you the most tonight? And um, also, if you just wanted to evaluate Denny, Rui, and Corey Kispers play tonight. Uh, I'll go Rui. 
I think Rui, he started off hot. I uh, would have liked to see him in a little bit earlier in the fourth quarter. I think he got in a little towards the end-ish of the fourth quarter. But he has 17 points. He has seven rebounds. We've been asking him to improve on the boards, and he did that tonight. You know, of course, the big thing with him is we know he's good offensively. You would like to see some improvement on the defensive side of things. But I think overall he had a pretty good game. He was only one for four from the three-point line, but overall he's still shooting very good on the season. He was plus 18 um, for the plus minus, two blocks as well with three assists. I give it to Rui. Uh, Corey, he had another one of those sneaky athletic dunks. So <laughs> he continues to show his versatility on the offensive side of the ball outside of just shooting the three. You know, so as far as shooting wise, though, he has been those are like two rough shooting nights in a row since breaking Brad's record, I believe. But, you know, he continues to show that versatility. So he was plus five on the night. And then Denny, rough shooting night. But I I mean, he did a great job on the boards. Um, He had five assists as well. So moving the ball, he continued to do a good job with that. He was plus five at eight points. You would. That's the thing with Denny. You want to to see the consistency with the shooting, though. He'll have good shooting nights for a couple of games, and then he'll kind of go back to hitting the side of the backboard or airballing threes or whatnot. You want to see more consistency, just like I said with Corey Kisper. You want to see more consistency with those shots, you know, and seeing those shots falling. Just like I said with Corey, just like I said with Davies Bertans when he was here, I said the same thing with Denny. You want to see it more consistently, not just yeah. a couple games here, then the next – couple stretched, you're cold again, you know, so just work on the consistency. But I think the young guys, you know, all in all, thumbs up, you know, thumbs up. They got the dub, thumbs up. Yeah, I'm with you on Rui. Um, I thought offensively he played really well. There was a there was one play where he got the ball to high post and he went by Mo Bamba and just did a nice, beautiful reverse layup. Um, he's really taking advantage of the smaller guards that are guarding him in the post when he gets mm-hmm. when he gets on switches or mismatches. Um, he's taking advantage of that. And like you said, he didn't shoot a lot of threes tonight, but he was taking it to the basket. He had a nice mid-range game, had a nice dunk on a fast break. Um, so offensively, I thought he did well. Defensively, he was solid. Um, this is one of his better defensive nights. Um, and also, like you said, he rebounded the ball better tonight with seven boards. Yeah, so we, yeah, we want to see him rebound more. He's capable of doing that. Um, that's one thing where I said, you know, he can learn from Kyle Kuzma how to just rebounding more, being more aggressive with the rebound. He, he's capable. He should be getting more double-doubles. He played 29 minutes, which is within the minutes that Wes has been giving him. He's been getting like 25, 29, really no more than 30 minutes per game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I thought it was a solid night from Rui tonight. Corey Kispert, um, 11 points. <laughs> I almost forgot about the dunk. The dunk was nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a little, you know, Billy Hoyle moment there. Um yeah, two for seven from the three. He shot one three that was really – and he had a nice and one take to the basket too. Um, excuse me. And then he shot a three that was like at the end of the buzzer there that was like almost half court. So I can't get mad at him from that for that. But, yeah, he's – you know, and that's the thing with rookies. You know, they're going to have good games. They're going to have some bad games, some stretches there. He's You know, he shot the ball well in the uh, record-breaking game. And then he's been a little up and down um, after that from the three-point line. Um, and then get to Denny. It was a mixed game. It was up and down game for him. Um, he just, you know, has to keep his head up. You brought up off the back when he shot the ball off the backboard. He did air ball as well. He put his head down. Those are the things that we don't want to see from him. We want to see the body language from him. But defensively, you saw his versatility, his defensive first versatility, where he um, was guarding Cole Anthony at some points. He was guarding 
their forwards, Franz Wagner. He was guarding everybody out there. And he forced um, a turnover on Cole Anthony. That was before halftime. And he got the steal. And then somebody threw it up to Rui um, for the easy dunk. And I thought that was a momentum shifter before the half. Um, and then he he had, he had a nice pick and roll with Daniel Gafford, too. So he showed off uh, his passing skills once again. So he, he had a 5-5-5 game. You know, Draymond, Grind, Draymond Green has a lot of 5-5-5 games. And then he had eight points, five assists, and eight boards. Those are not easy, too. It's not a triple-double, but 5-5-5s are not something to sleep on. One for six from the three, uh, three for ten. How many times did he get to the free throw line tonight? Because I know that's something that you say you want to see him do more. He only shot two free throws, but. Um, it's not a bad thing, but it's just something we want to see him improve on. But defensively, I thought he was really, really good tonight. Yeah. Like I said, all in all, you just want to see a little bit more consistency uh, with shooting with guys like Corey and Denny as well. But all in all, the other things, like defensively, like you just said, and being on the um, boards with Denny and then moving the ball as well, I feel like I've seen him handle the ball a little bit more, which is what I like to see mm-hmm. from him. And then Corey just – Continuing to do a good job with all ball, off ball cutting, etc. Just being aggressive at the rim. You know, we ask Diddy to be aggressive and dunk sometimes. Mm-hmm. And Corey, right. who's supposed to be the shooter, he'll go up with the bunnies and with the underrated athleticism and go up and bang. So, right. you know, I love to see some of those from Diddy as well go up strong like that. But I'm liking what I'm seeing from the young guys. Just as the season winds down, I'm still sure that the Wizards aren't going to make the play in, but. Just, just I want to keep seeing these young guys continue to shine, man, and get playing time. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll include Daniel Gaffin and the young guys too, because he's still what twenty three years old, and he just got the contract extension. He hasn't been in the league in a while. He's still developing. He's getting better. He's getting stronger. Sometimes he does get pushed around a little bit, but I thought tonight he was very strong. Had a couple of nasty blocks, some nasty dunks, um, and a point guard really, really motors his game. Mm-hmm. He really needs a good point guard can create and facilitate for him. Yeah, and Ish Ish has done a great job just facilitating and getting him easy dunks and easy baskets, and that's when he's at his. When he had the dunk on Mo Wagner, and then he ran down to the other side. I got a dunk and yelled at the crowd. That's the Dale Gafford that I'm used to seeing, you know, because we haven't really seen that kind of Dale Gafford this year for the, the whole DNP thing when they were showcasing guys and then him getting the foul trouble. So I think he's getting better game by game. So I really want to see him progress next year. Yeah, definitely. You know, that's why I said half jokingly, you know, a guy like John Wall, half jokingly. Mm-hmm. But that that would definitely be right. fun to see, you know, a point guard like that um, with Daniel Gaffer. I mean, Gaffer did good with Russ out there as well. So that was fun to see. So a guy like Daniel Gaffer's game, we all know, is heavily predicated on the point guard he's playing with. Right. All right. And we're going to – so the lottery odds real quick. We'll just say that um, we'll look at the standings real quick for the people who are still invested in the lottery. I mean, I'm sorry, the play-in. The Wizards are six games behind the Atlanta Hawks right now. So they're still in it mathematically. The Knicks are above them by one game, so it's not looking too hot. And then for lottery odds, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. They're eleventh with lottery with with the lottery odds right now. Yep, and then currently the Spurs are down to the Grizzlies and the Knicks are going to lose to the Hornets. Yep. All right, so next we're going to get into our player of the game and X-Factor and final four picks, and then we'll read a couple of you guys' comments. We do see there's a lot of comments. We're going to try to get to some of them. Yes, sir, but we do have a message first from our friends over at Bet Online. 
after months of playing college basketball, has determined the top teams for the Final Four and will determine this year's national champion this coming week. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info from all the latest odds, contests, and player props, you name it. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all the leagues this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, D, so who was your player of the game and who was your X Factor? Player of the game, I'll go with Porzingis. I mean, he was dominant, 35 points, just an efficient performance. The Magic couldn't do anything with him. They Like, literally, they really couldn't do anything with him. Um, 10 for 13 from the free throw line, two blocks, eight rebounds, three assists. I mean, tremendous game from him. Almost pretty much perfect game from him. Uh, X-Factor, got to go with Tomas. I mean, zero points, 13 assists, 10 rebounds. I mean, Rajon Rondo-ish type of stat line. I mean, it, it was impressive, you know, to go from Neto to Sadoransky, who's only taken two field goal attempts and being on the boards and then uh, moving the ball around so it's not sticking. That helps the young guys out. That helps guys like KCP out because they get more shots up. Other guys get more involved in the offense because that's a lot of shots that go away that get distributed to other people. So Tomas Sadoransky, X-Factor for sure. Yep. Yeah, you know it on the head. Porzingis dominated tonight and uh, played like the unicorn. And I really want to see him play next year with Bradley Bill and Kuzma. I'm looking I'm more optimistic to seeing that if he's going to play like that. I'm really happy that he's playing back-to-backs and that he did play this season because I know a lot of people are like, oh, Porzingis is sit. But, no, I'm happy that he did decide to play. He's playing really, really well. And um, not only he's, – he's passing the ball well out of the, out of the post too, not just getting assists but hockey assists. Mm-hmm. And um, he knocked down a three tonight, and he was aggressive around the rim. So that's what I want to see from him. Uh, I just want to see him do it consistently. And um, I'm going to go with Thomas to, Tomas, too. You could go with KCP, 25 points, hit five threes, and he was dancing on the sidelines when he was hitting the threes, and then he had a nice dunk tonight, too. Um, and KCP's played well. He's had He had a perfect game the other day, and the last three out of four games he's had at least 20 points. So he's been playing really, really good ball. He's been playing really good ball lately. Um, but I'm, I'm going to echo you with Tomas as well. All right, so who's your final four picks? We got Duke versus UNC and uh, Kansas versus Nova. Uh, I'm going to go with Kansas. Mm-hmm. I think just that Justin Moore injury, that's really a big blow to Villanova. I think Kansas eventually is going to pull away from them. I know that line, I believe, on Bet Online is minus four uh, with Kansas being the favorite. Yes, it's minus four with Kansas being the favorite. I think they can cover that game. I think Kansas pulls away um, and they get the W. I think the best game of the night is going to be North Carolina versus Duke. Duke is a four-point favorite. I think that's too high. North Carolina can definitely cover the four-point spread. They can even win that game. On better line, their money line is plus 165. 
that's going to be a really good game. North Carolina's hot. Duke has Payalo, who's been, I mean, boosting the stock to the number one pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duke also has the um, Roach as well. It's going to be a good game, man. I think I love a good underdog, man. I think, and I know you got the revenge factor because North Carolina did, you know, Duke dirty with Coach K's final home game, but I don't think any of that matters. I'm going to go North Carolina. So I got North Carolina and Kansas in the championship. Right. I'm gonna go with you too. I would not. I was really leaning Duke. I want Duke to lose, of course, being a Maryland Terps fan. Um, I want to see Coach K leave with a loss and not a championship. I just feel like it's a fairy tale ending. Um, having him go out with the uh, national championship on a farewell tour, and the way they were sore losers when they lost to North Carolina a couple weeks ago, like they didn't shake. One guy didn't shake uh, the Carolina Hubert Davis's hand. And Coach K, you know, the whole speech after the game, like they were just so salty. Um, Kansas, I got Kansas because the Nova guy, Justin Moore, towards Achilles. So I think that's really going to hurt them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I got Kansas and I'm going to say Duke wins, unfortunately. Hopefully, hopefully I jinx them. Yeah, I, that, that, that's going to be a good game. Not Duke, Kansas one. I mean, not Duke, North Carolina one. Not, that's going to be good. Right. All right. We'll just read a few comments. Um, Chimp. Slayer says another dub is great. Dora Jar said, "What's up, Rose? What's going on?" Roadrunner says, "I think we should get Kimba since he's healthy for next year." What are your Ew. quick thoughts on that? <laughs> Ill. Um. Um. I'm, <laughs> I'm good off of Kimba. The Wizards' defense is already terrible. I don't mm-hmm. need another smaller guard who's past his prime, making it worse. And I'm, I'm good off Kimba. We can find somebody else. Right. <laughs> um, Kimba's intriguing. He can score. He would be a really good six man. Um, him coming in here, Kim coming here, they have to define his role. We can't have it. And we do play the Mavericks next, which is going to be a crazy, you know, Bertans was talking spicy today. I don't know if you guys saw it, but he said something about um, it feels good to be fighting for the first spot in the West instead of a playing spot. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I mean, the dude had one good game and I don't know how long. <laughs> I mean, he was one for three tonight with three points. So back to normal life for him. I mean, he's yeah. averaging like 1% higher from three since being with the Mavericks, which is like 33%. So right. great job. I mean, I guess he got to ask the question. So he answered. Right. So, yeah, I can't wait till we pay, play them on Friday. That's one game where I don't care about the lottery rods. I just want to be the Magic because – I mean, the Mav, Mavericks because Dinwiddie's been talking a lot. And uh, Bertons has been talking a lot. Nobody else from the Wizards has said anything negative about those two guys, but they keep putting out negative quotes every game. For some reason, they keep taking shots at the Wizards. But it is what it is. And I uh, hope we just go out there and, and get a dub against the Mavericks. Uh, but Kemba, we'll see. I, I wouldn't mind him coming off the bench. Um, because he can score, so I, I wouldn't mind him coming off the bench, you know. Uh, but mm-hmm. we'll see how the fit would be with Brad. But to move on, um, do the Hawks have to lose out to get the 10th? Yeah, they got to lose out, and we got to win every game, basically. Um, bring Saddle back, agree. Yeah, read on that real quick. He also says Anthony Gill, yeah, we didn't bring Anthony. I thought Anthony Gill was solid yeah. tonight, too. Once he- again, yeah, he continues to be one of those guys who just. Takes advantage of his minutes, like Red Wing said. I mean, every time he's called upon, he's hitting a big corner three or he's just really playing his butt off out there. So it's a guy to easily get behind. Right. 
Um, Shannon says, we're not keen on Sadransky, but he's surprising he's a big guard. wonder how him and Bill will pair up. We'd like to see what guards we can get in the draft. Yeah, I mean, I was cool on Saddle when they came in. I thought he was a guy who did the little things, doesn't do too much, isn't, you know, a big game changer, but he's not a guy who's going to make you roll your eyes and you get annoyed at because he's jacking up shots. So I think he's pleasantly surprised a lot of people who was iffy on him. Yeah, I'm one of them. I'll, I'll admit it. Paul Nello did not play. He played one minute tonight. Thomas Bryant was another DNP. So those are the two guys who are at the end of the bench and everybody else played tonight. Um, Thomas Bryant is unfortunate. I don't think he's going to be back next year. He's a free agent. I think we all know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was hoping he could have got traded before the trade deadline, but it just didn't work out. And coming back, coming back from the ACL injury just has not been the same. Neto, um, he's just not a pat, he's not a facilitating point guard. He's a scoring point guard. And Thomas is exactly what they need right now. Just a guy who's going to pass and get out of the way. Definitely. Yep. But all right, guys, uh, thank you guys for commenting and watching the live and listening. Make sure you guys subscribe on YouTube and hit the notification bell. Uh, thank you for making Lost on Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked on NBA. Locked on Experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right, guys, I'm going to put up the dump and then get ready for this Mavericks game on Friday night. Hopefully we can uh, get uh, – Get some type of revenge on these guys. But all right, you guys. Hell to the Wizards. Peace. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.